Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast, where we challenge the stigma associated with mental illness through conversations about a variety of issues impacting mental health. Here we bring you news, views, and interviews that intrigue, educate, and celebrate recovery. Leading us on this journey are the hosts of the Mind Vine Podcast, Daryl Mathers and Chris Bovey. Welcome to the Mind Vine Podcast. My name is Daryl Mathers and this is Chris Bovey. Welcome. And we're at the Mental Health for All Conference, which is being hosted by CMHA. And we've been here all week uh, interviewing people from all walks of life uh, who have just either maybe attended a session, presented, or are doing a specialty presentation like our next guest, uh, who's actually on tomorrow, Michael Prosterman. <laughs> it's the title of your specialty presentation caught my eye right off the bat. It's the hip hop approach to mental health. And we are neither hip nor hop. <laughs> and uh, so uh, it's kind of intimidating talking about this, but I'll let you, in your own words, tell us uh, a little bit about your presentation. Yeah, so um, tomorrow I'm going to get into a bit of my own story and my experiences with mental health, but also the work we do at Unity Charity using hip hop to improve young people's lives with the goal of creating healthier communities. And how we do that is we offer free programs uh, to young people aged 12 to 24 in uh, underserved communities across the country. And uh, as a break dancer myself, I use dance to sort of deal with the stress that I had in my life as a teenager, not consciously at the time, but looking back, it was really a tool that I utilized as a young person. And I decided, you know, I want to share that outlet with other young people. So started Unity almost 15 years ago in grade 11 in high school. And wow. I'm still here (laughs) uh, and still doing it, which is uh, obviously evolved leaps and bounds since uh, those initial days. Could you describe a little bit your personal struggle and connection with mental illness and then maybe weave in how breakdancing or where you found where that came into and how you found. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. Um, So uh, as I grew up, my mom battled through uh, schizophrenia as I was growing up. She sort of had an onset of it when I was a younger, maybe five-year-old, six-year-old. A lot of it was sort of covered by my family. Like my dad would, you know, she'd go into the hospital and we'd, you know, every time a new sort of drug was tried, we'd, you know, there'd be a, a sort of a relapse and we would visit her. But I didn't really entirely know what was going on. And then as I got a bit older, my parents split up and uh, at around 13 years old and I was moving back and forth between the two houses every three or four days or whatever. And uh, when she had that episode, I was more aware of what was going on because I was taking her to the hospital and seeing her sort of staring through me across the table with all these drugs that she was on. And uh, thankfully, eventually she found the right balance of meds. And, uh, you know, her doctor says he shows up to work because of her having been so far you know in in trouble and now actually living a pretty uh normal life because of the right balance um so that's really beautiful i love my mom she made me who i am you know like all positive stuff and i think uh, you know i i thank her for that experience because mm-hmm. i know you know i know a lot of people who you know live these perfect lives and don't really understand the contrast uh of what it means to to experience real life i mean this is this is one part of real life uh so i decided as i was a young person channeling all that anger and stress that i couldn't express i was a pretty quiet kid and i didn't express it positively or negatively i just bottled it up inside causing Mm -hmm. my own 
physical <laughs> health problems because I would not release this stress. And uh, I found a breakdancing crew that I joined when I was 13, right around the time I was really sort of mm. being there for my mom. And we got to travel the world and compete. And, you know, mm. I was in TV shows and joined Cirque du Soleil and all sorts of cool stuff. Oh. But uh, I decided I wanted to go to York University and actually pursue building unity unity charity as an idea to, to help more people with you know sort of the same thing but obviously in completely different context than than what i was dealing with so what was it like you know it's a that's a lot to deal with when you're 13 years old you know and not quite understanding you know certainly the mental health system or mental illness dealing with a lot what was it like to find something that you love like with with dance at that time like I mean, I honestly would say that it was the thing that kept me sort of present and uh, and good, like, okay. Mm. Uh, again, all this stress, like, I'd be missing school because of my stomach was feeling sick, and the doctor was like, there's nothing wrong with you, you're probably just stressed. So I'm like, okay, that didn't really help the problem. <laughs> but uh, when I found dance, I found a community. I found a group of friends who are still my brothers to this day uh, that I can trust and hang out with and just sort of escape the you know, for lack of a better word, madness of what was going on in, in my house. And then, uh, and I had an outlet. I had a, a positive outlet for the things that I wasn't expressing in any other way uh, because I had no other opportunities to do that. My mom, you know, sort of encouraged us not to talk about it because uh, back in the day it was pretty taboo. I mean, it still is, but like, you know, that was a challenging thing for me is, sort of being said don't talk about this thing and uh you know that having sort of implications on me sort of holding it in so mm. uh not realizing that i was expressing it in a different way and when i started to become conscious of that expression i said hey a lot of other kids are probably mm. dealing with similar things and as i started to talk to people realized they were uh but in completely different contexts mm. maybe you know their parents uh were dealing with stuff maybe they were dealing with stuff personally and uh, oddly enough, the way life works, uh, full circle comes around the sun. And uh, recently, my family's had an array of health challenges over the year. But recently, um, I've actually experienced anxiety personally. Mm-hmm. Um, so I look at it quite ironically. And, you know, I say better this than something you know Mm -hmm. something else and i'm sure one day something else will happen too but uh it's taught me to really live a new existence and really understand mental health issues from a personal experience and that has been kind of intense because at first you're just freaking out and you're like what the hell is going on i can't go to work i'm gonna have to quit my job that i founded and started myself and then all of a sudden you're like wow there are things that you can access like Mm -hmm. psychologists and Mm -hmm. you know drugs if that's the thing you want to do uh mindfulness meditation Mm, cbt all that stuff so this is stuff that i sort of began to pursue in the last nine months uh and it's been really helpful to me i mean it's not perfect i didn't Mm -hmm. necessarily sleep last night but uh you know i'm here today and trying to be as present as i can be so and that's tough for someone at a young age because um you know the system obviously was trying to look after your mother but um at that age, you're not really cognizant of, I mean, you know what you know, like, so you don't know you're dealing with all this stuff or that you should ask for help or people are cognizant of, okay, you know, and hopefully we're getting better, but programs like yours are so key because 
we can't forget about the families and the and the, and the kids that are in the that don't necessarily have a voice or an outlet for what they're going through. Even feel like someone should be there for me. You, you just don't know. You need someone to reach out to them and say, "How are you doing?" Right, and pull you aside and and and. And that's what's great about what you're doing. Thanks, man. Yeah, and I think that's kind of vital. And it's sometimes, you know, obviously the emergency services have to be there. The, you know, the medical system that exists is the vital organ to, you know, serving people who have these conditions. But we need to sort of drive more efforts to engage people, Mm -hmm. not just in like a let's talk about this because people don't even know where to start. Yep. Honestly, it's actually like, let's just come together uh, around something we enjoy doing. And then uh, not tricking people into building a community, but really they, they are becoming part of something that's bigger than them. Yep. It doesn't cost money. Hip hop is free and our programs are free. But even more importantly, hip hop is a concept like I'm a dancer, but we teach breakdancing, graffiti, spoken word, beatboxing, DJing, all this stuff. And none of that stuff costs money. You don't have to buy hip, uh, hockey equipment to, mm. to do this. Like, I would practice and teach myself how to do it in my own, like, 10 by 10 foot uh, computer room where I would be kicking things. But it didn't matter because uh, it was my own self-expression. So I think we need more things that are f- free, mm-hmm. accessible, and relevant uh, to connect with people on mental health issues. And arts is a small part of the, the bigger pie that mm-hmm. exists. Uh, but I think it's a vital thing that uh, that we're missing out on. Well, and we, we've done talks on arts before, and I always sort of lament or get upset when schools often, when they have to cut programs, cut the arts. They may protect mm-hmm. the sports, but they cut the arts, and I think arts are for everybody, right? Like whatever, if it's dancing or music or, or, or traditional or painting, like um, it's, it's, it's expression, right? And we all can express, and I, I kind of hate that you know if someone's in school like you were and that was the one thing that maybe hold them together that we've kind of removed those from they're the first programs to go yeah no 100 percent. i think that's you know anything that's hard to measure is the first thing to be cut and uh for that reason we measure our programs extensively because we want to be a leader in proving the case that arts can have impact Mm -hmm. and that's not just working in our own sort of microcosm in our own sort of uh silo in fact our biggest way forward with Unity now is partnerships. So we're working with uh, Boost Youth Services, who works with young people who have experienced trauma and abuse and just developed a 10-week uh, trauma-informed dance therapy program that got funded by Health Canada, and Ryerson's doing all this research around it. And I think it's going to be you know, like a world leader if this proves to have an impact of something we can share internationally around mm-hmm using dance to actually work with young people who are experiencing trauma uh, in their lives. And, and that's, you know, directly connected to right. a lot of mental health stuff. Um, we're working with in talks with uh, CAS, with uh, Kids Help Phone, with... So, you know, there's a vast network of organizations that I think some of those organizations need to start reaching out and talking to arts groups because... We got, we got sort of pulled into that boost conversation. We're like, why are we here? Uh, and then we start to realize that, uh, you know, some of those traditional mental health serving agencies are actually looking to uh, become more relevant. And in partnership, we can actually make a really big difference. So. That's great. What does your mom think about what you do? She's proud. I'm proud of her. She's proud of me. It's pretty reciprocal. Uh, I think as I've gotten a little bit older and past sort of the 30 mark, 
uh, I've started to realize how simple it is to just like not be selfish and like acknowledge uh, my parents and how important they've been in my journey and how much that means to them, uh, my grandparents too. So I really try to, you know, you have your moments where you're in just, you're, you're busy and you don't answer your phone or whatever, but I really go out of my way to try to just say those extra points that I know get her through the day because that's enough said no it's uh um you know we think what you're doing is great and uh um, i'm sure the impact that you're having on young people is phenomenal so thank you very much for taking the time yeah. can people people want to learn more about your project yeah, yeah, where no, do they go yeah. no uh, thanks <laughs> no, sometimes i do that i just that's sort of okay break down. but that's, uh no. yeah you can check us out at unitycherry.com but just sort of on that last thought i can sort of get my shit together here and focus but uh you know I, I i at that time my mom sort of said to me i was one of the one things sort of keeping her going and i think if i can just say like a couple nice things that doesn't do anything to me, you know? So I think that acknowledgement on both sides is really vital. And, you know, I love my mom. She's amazing. Super proud of her. If you want to check us out, unitycharity.com. Yeah. I learned crying from my dad. He cries like <laughs> when he sneezes. <laughs> so this is like, uh, this is not a bad thing. It's no, this thing. is great. Real You're men cry. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Well, thank you very much for program. taking the time yeah. and uh, keep doing what you're doing. Thanks, man. Thanks for that. I don't know where that came from. That's okay. Begins and ends with hope.